Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast. On Saturday mornings, we have a guest on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment from TBTL history and hash it over. You just got that with Steve, Stu, Stewie, Stubot, Newman, and it was a delightful show, so Go back and listen to that before you listen to this one. But this is Monday now, so here comes a full recap of last week's shows to tide you over until the fresh TBTL starts to come out. My name is Jail Dude, and I can't do this show all by myself, so senior producer slash engineer and freshly minted TBTL superfan Jeremy is, as always, lurking creepily in the wings. And, of course, as always, I'm joined on the air by the nice lady. Hello, nice lady. Hello, Jail Dude. <laughs> All right, that's our new name. I like Jail it. Dude and Nice Lady. Yeah. I wish we had it's thought of that. It's got to be better than Mike and Christy. So. I wish we had thought of that when we were coming up with a name. I know. I know. <laughs> but but that's why Stubot rakes in the big podcast bucks and and we don't. Um so we're going to have a little Christy's corner tonight since Christy is obviously back in the fold this week. No uh no pape this week. We have some LRB business to take care of. Of course, we'll do the week in review including clip of the week. And I'll tell you how to get involved. And there is some housekeeping tonight involving uh, voicemail. We finally got some some voicemail. So, uh, Christy, we are gathered here today during the day for the first time. Um, can you explain why we're we're uh, we're doing this on a Sunday morning instead of the usual Saturday night? Mike, it's because it's hot. It's fucking hot. Sorry, Aiden. It's oppressively. Is that a record? Is that a record for sorry, Aiden? As far as how fast straight out of the gate is the heat? Has the heat gotten us to a sorry, Aiden, faster than than ever before? I think so. Um, although Stu dropped a lot of them, <laughs> I noticed. Um, yeah, he did. It's hot, and for people that are not in the Pacific Northwest, it it's been a stint of up into the 90s for going on two weeks now here in Seattle mm-hmm. and we don't have air conditioning businesses nope. do sometimes most cars do but houses do not unless you're a rich person yeah um we have a lot so, of those so, swamp heater or swamp coolers or window things that don't actually work <laughs> and a lot of fans that just blow hot air everywhere yeah, my my memories of the last time, uh, the last summer that I was living in Seattle, Emily and I were um, living in my apartment in Redmond, and just the sheer amount, it got into the 90s again for a week, and the amount of janky contraptions that you come up with. <laughs> right. Well, and just it's comical, and we it is really weird because in other places where it gets hot all the time, the heat of the day is usually like noon or one. Here it's yeah. about four, three to four thirty at night, and so it's not cooling off until two to three no. a.m. So it's mm-hmm. so most people just stay out. You just stay out of your house because it's also like this humid, moist heat because of the ocean and. Although, although because of the stupid Canadian geese, you can't go in any of the bodies of water. No, nope, I'm just nope. scared my vagina is going to fall out all the time of going oh, into sure. this water. Oh, sure. I mean, you you jump into one of those lakes and 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 goose poop jumps just jumps straight in your urethra. It just jumps up there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. 
<laughs> so you, so you guys at your place, you have, you have some jankiness set up to try yes. to help you through the night, but there's no way we could actually record anything over Not, the noise no. of, of whatever right. contraptions we you have. We have like going. a three fan, um, kind of parade that goes through, but and we have sure. to switch it with the time. So in the morning, my uh-huh. bedroom, it, it's about to get too hot to actually breathe. Um, because I get the morning sun <laughs> and then Ellie's bedroom uh-huh. gets the night sun. So mm-hmm. we switch the contraption. So it's like three fans, one from a window, hallway, yeah. bedroom, and then we switch it at night. I mean, it's just so bad. Yeah, it it, it becomes a timing issue too. I, I, I remember this from that last summer too is, um, yeah, we have to... We have to switch everything over here and over here and over here <laughs> for like as a the sun five moves across the sky. Right? It's not even right. <laughs> right. Right. It's not. You're not working miracles, but you're just doing whatever you can. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's so, currently 80 in my house, and it's not even the heat of the day. And you're downstairs now with windows open and everything. Yes. Okay. Well, it sounds great. I know you're sweating over there, but uh, <laughs> I sit no in air conditioned comfort. Here in Austin, um, Are you trying to where brag? it's un, it's ungodly humid and hot outside. But but uh, you don't have to be a rich person in Austin to have air conditioning. <laughs> Everybody has it, so I'm enjoying it right now. Um, okay, so little LRB business. It's been a couple weeks now since uh, we burned the Stens page to the ground, and uh, I feel properly well publicly. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. We've been doing it for a long time, but publicly, yes, just a couple weeks ago. And and I've, I've been publicly and privately shamed for my role in that. And I accept responsibility for that. And I've, I've also tried to let go of desire on, on trying to make that page more navigable, more usable, more, I don't know, more fan friendly. So I think you get the Stens page. You deserve. You don't always get the stents page you want. <laughs> and I'm getting the stents page I deserve. So I've made peace with it. Just a few minutes ago, we had a, a post go up for a third or fourth time um, in a period of two weeks. And uh, it actually made me smile instead of mad oh, this time because coming around. just, yeah, I'm really coming around. I just like, huh, you know, you know how when, when uh, when you're having a bad day or things are going wrong for you and it's just frustrating and frustrating and frustrating and finally just one more thing happens and you just have to laugh. Yeah, exactly. That's that's me in the Stens page. It's it's almost like me looking at the camera. You know, like, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Okay. Someone's watching this. This is a joke. Right? You guys <laughs> got me. Someone's fucking with me. <laughs> yeah. If someone posts the Wet Hot American Summer... Uh, trailer again today then i'll know this is this is some sort of a prank yeah it's like me. them continuing dream catchers <laughs> the, right, the trailer right. is now our dream catchers <laughs> it feels personal <laughs> it's starting to feel personal and i but that's all right i love that movie and i can't wait for it but people are making me hate it before yeah. it even comes out <laughs> Oh, I get it too. Yeah, I feel, I kind of feel the same way. I like it. I'm looking forward to whatever they come up with. But now I'm like, eh, someone's using it as an instrument to make me angry. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna give it the time of day at this point. 
Um, do you have any uh, business this week or should we get into the week? Um, well, let's see. I listened to you guys trying to your um, podcast without me. And I just had uh-huh. a couple notes. Did you just say trying to? <laughs> Did you just say trying to? Attempting the sham of a podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, let's hear it. So I, I had no idea I we were so notes. terrible. <laughs> I took some notes. Please. I, I already asked you this, but just if anyone else needs to know, I need to know what a poop hammock is. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I casually threw out the poop hammock. I shouldn't have done that because... Um, it's a it's a reference to the Stack of Dimes podcast with uh, Kevin Dodrell, who Camaro Kev, who sometimes comes on TBTL co-hosts and and such. Um, he he and uh, his partner JD have this podcast, and one of the funniest moments in their history was uh, JD was describing how he was outdoors and couldn't get to a bathroom, and he had to relieve himself outdoors in 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 the big the big way the number two way and he described how he was very careful to pull down his pants and pull down his underwear and you know make sure he got clearance from you know at least at least the pants so that he get a you know as clean i think when we're in that situation we always want as clean a break as Mm -hmm. possible so he he pooped and he he felt like he had a clean break he wasn't going to need a lot of maintenance you know like leaves or whatever you're going to use in that situation. Um, and then he went to stand up and realized that he'd pooped right into his underwear, <laughs> creating a poop hammock. So what did he do? So, um, boy, I don't remember the rest of the story. Um, I, I know what I would do. Um, that poop hammock stays out there just yeah, the way. You just leave it uh, for dead. <laughs> <laughs> just just the way the fella in New York left it and for the dogs to find out um, how sick he was uh, before shooting him in the head three times, the, the <laughs> cops did. So there you go. There's the poop hammock. Uh, JD from uh, Stack of Dimes podcast. That happened to him. Didn't oh. happen to me. I would l- love for it to have happened to me if I ever start really? a new life somewhere. That's going to be one of my stories and not JD's stories, but I know too many of the same people, so I can't. <laughs> I can't steal it. <laughs> That's a great. Okay, what else you got for us? Um, I think you didn't really touch on how much you guys missed me. I, I think that that should oh. have been dropped like every couple. Or I wonder what Christy would have thought of fill in the blank. Hmm. Well, that's interesting because for that to have happened, we would have probably had to feel that. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course we missed you, Christy. Everybody missed you. I, I I only mentioned Emily like twice. Pape didn't sniffle or giggle. I mean, people barely got buzzed last week. Oh. Okay. Well, then now I feel better. <laughs> that's all you got? That's all your criticism? That, that's all. That's all. All right. Okay. Week in review. Monday, 1892. Portraits and Overthinking It. Andrew and Phyllis were hosting. It was a Phyllis for Monday. Um. One thing that they uh, they talked about almost off the top was uh, Friday, the previous Friday was the day when uh, the gay marriage bans were overturned by the Supreme Court. And uh, it was, I guess, a little bit of a missed opportunity uh, in that, you know, it's it was very something that's very important to, I think, Luke and Andrew and to a lot of the listeners 
Um, and the the reason they missed the opportunity to talk about it is because they were sort of doing a uh, not sort of but they were doing a pilot show on Friday where they had Chris Hayes on and Luke's mom and they sort of did an old fashioned radio show style and really didn't allow for like current events or breaking news on any you know from dumpster fire to gay marriage ban overturned they just weren't going to talk about it. But what was funny, Christy, if you listen to that Friday show is Chris Hayes was halfway reporting news as it was breaking um, because there was, um, they were, uh, it was the uh, funeral for the state Senator that was killed Oh right! in the black church shooting. And he kept referencing it and it just seemed like they were trying to uh, move on from that, you know, and it just seemed like, it was the timing really sucked, but Luke made the point when he would come on later in the week that um, what were we actually expecting from TBTL on that day? Of course, we want to hear what they think about it, but you know, it's not like it's some controversial subject that we're waiting for Luke and Andrew to weigh in on. It was just right. basically be everybody high fiving, which is kind of yeah. you know the way it was with me and all my friends. Is like. Fuck yeah, about time. Sorry, Aiden, but you know, Aiden, I know you opposed gay marriage, but you know, it's 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 come true. So you're gonna have I to. I think Aiden opposes marriage altogether. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> Girls are gross, <laughs> and guys, I guess yeah. we're all People gross. Are gross. I, we've covered this territory before. <laughs> we're all really gross. But um, what did, what did you think? You weren't you weren't around to do the recap last week. But um, did were you hoping that they would get that in there? Not necessarily. I I went in knowing that they probably wouldn't talk about it because how Friday show was going to be structured. Um, I mostly assumed before they had talked about it that they had just recorded early and that mm-hmm. it hadn't really come down or whatever. But I also, um, just like they said, is that I would have expected them to talk about it nonstop for the entire episode if it hadn't, if it had gone the other way. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That would have been kind of frustrating. And yeah, something that would have definitely, it would have been much bigger, not news, but it would have been more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been awful, but more interesting if it had been, um, Content if it had wise gone the for other TBTL, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, a huge setback to to human rights and civil rights. But but gosh darn, if we didn't get a good hour and ten minutes out of it, you know. <laughs> well, we got Susie Burbank, uh, which was which was all, always a delight. Susie was great. I love her cheapness. I really do. <laughs> Me too. Um, She's whatever like our mascot. We we need to strive to be Susie Burbank in our cheapness. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I, I wish my my mother had been as cheap a woman as as Susie Burbank. Yeah. I, I I would have lo- learned to live more frugally. Although it seemed to backfire with Luke, he seems to like to spend. Right. That's when it's forced upon you in to a point where it's an embarrassing, an embarrassment for almost your entire life. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not something that you. Like it's it's a joke, but you go the exact opposite. Right, right. You become the over tipper and the person who always gets the new technology and all the 
you just go against it mm-hmm. in every way. So um, Monday, Phyllis was the co-host, and uh, one thing that really made me smile on Monday was they uh, Andrew tried to get Phyllis into a role play, and Phyllis is just way too honest and earnest to to do a role play because usually when you you do these role plays, you have to kind of play the role of a dirtbag in some right. way or. <laughs> Or a weasel or somebody, you know, who's trying to get something for nothing or right. whatever. And her role, I think, was she was trying to, to cajole this uh Yeah, this it was more station. of a hypothetical than an actual role play. Yeah, and she just she kept she kept clarifying, Well, right here, I would actually, you know, do this. Thought, she, you're too earnest. You're too <laughs> earnest, you can't do this. It was like Forget more it. it felt like a job interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Phyllis, I'll do anything for you, but stop talking to this guy. This guy, this guy's not going to help you. I'll drive to Boise and cut the promos or whatever you need me to do. Cause I don't want you to talk to this guy anymore at WALS or KALS. Um, uh, let's see the, the, oh, the white house rainbow. This is a, this is a big thing. Let me get your reaction. You saw the white house rainbow pictures, uh, on uh, Friday night online, did you immediately think fake or real? When I first thought it, I thought that it was photoshopped because of the Joe Biden tweet or whatever. But I have a friend on Facebook that's currently in Washington, D.C. and took her own photo of it and posted it. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. And then they started, a bunch of photos came out, like the the buildings or the monuments or the or the places that have rainbowed there have rainbowed and they came out with like a top 20 or something like that and that just made me very happy yeah it, i thought i actually thought it was real because i'm a little bit of a sucker um i thought it was real i immediately like teared up about it mm-hmm. and and then and then i got to thinking too that because all these other pictures of different places all lit up and i got to thinking um, someone, someone had to be ready for this. And yeah, I, I mean, you don't that, just you know, get those kind of lights. Yeah. Good on them for being ready for it. Yeah. And and again, though, like, what if it didn't happen? I mean, mm-hmm. you got some poor bastard sitting there with all those colored lights, just crying. Um, well, they, you know, I don't know how much you know about this decision. I, I read a lot, um, uh, but mm-hmm. they had a secondary, um, thing that would kind of swoop in uh, it was either an addendum to that or another case that they were going to kind of do as a consolation prize which would have been if you are married in a state where it's legal it would be recognized in your state so either mm-hmm. way we would have had some kind of win this is the best right of that. there would have been federal there would have been federal protection in the states where it's already exactly. legal okay Okay, so probably probably would have happened anyway. Is that what you're saying? Something would have happened. This is the the best outcome. I mean, because people would have had to travel. Like someone, a couple could mm-hmm. come to Washington, get married, and then they would be able to. It would be recognized because yeah, we already passed the law a couple years ago. I think it was two years ago. That's when my dad got married. Is that if you got married in a state where it was legal, it filtered up to the federal level, so you could file taxes. But in states that didn't have it, that wasn't the case. So what oh. the denim or whatever the consolation prize would have been, you could go to a state, get married, and then it would be recognized when you go home, and then it would filter up. 
It just was a more okay. multi-step, but this is obviously the best, the best yeah. conclusion. Yeah, obviously. And Andrew was talking about how uh, he he says he doesn't like to steal joy by <laughs> searching these things out and trying to do, but his behavior suggests otherwise. I don't know. I I kind of feel that too. I don't actually usually do it unless it's a really bad one okay any of those four words or people posting things on facebook where it's like if you do this then bill gates is going to send you to disneyland those i i always Uh have to just send the snopes uh link right (laughs) away because you're just an idiot and um i've always done that i've most years ago when that ford came out it was I mean, that was probably right when email came out. I would just say, if Bill Gates is sending people to Disneyland for emailing, then everyone should sell their Microsoft stock because that is, he's ridiculous. Because <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so I also feel that way. I'll look at, at a Facebook and if you're just blatantly being an idiot or it's completely false, I'll I'll search it out. And if I like the person enough... I will mm-hmm. private message them and say, oh, hey, actually, this is that. And I think it's more mm-hmm. that um, more that I want to see truth on the Internet I mean, because people will post things and it's obviously st- satirical and they're saying, can you believe this? And I'll just I have to challenge it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess uh, I let a lot of stuff go, but. What really does bother me, though, is knowing that when people click on those things, somebody's making money <laughs> from it. Yeah. And it makes me mad that I haven't figured out how to take their money. Oh, yeah. Okay. You need to make because some more clickbait is, stuff. Right, right. Because someone's figured out just just the level of, of, uh, of idiotness that people will go to and they've stopped just short of that. So, so that, you know, people will click and it just makes me jealous. And cause I, someone that Disneyland thing, I'm sure made a millionaire out of some, someone mm-hmm. and they just made it on the backs of idiots clicking and it didn't harm anybody. It didn't help anybody. And someone made a lot of money and just I don't know. I get jealous of stuff like that when someone when someone has an idea on on how to make money doing absolutely nothing. Just very uh, very MLM. <laughs> um, let's see what else happened on uh, on Monday. Uh, Andrew made fun of James Taylor. That was a highlight for me, uh, which I've done on this show. And you got you know um, David Burbank wasn't having it so. He uh he had a very moving moment with his brother over a James Taylor song. Uh the the I guess the the last thing to talk about Monday is big shout out to to the LRB. Yes. They talked about our tonight pants and tonight shorts discussion. And uh, Christy, I don't I don't I'm not hearing a solid defense for the belted khaki tonight shorts. <laughs> Did, did you in any of that? Do you hear? Because Phyllis was pretty incredulous that the tonight shorts involved a belt as well, and that they involved khakis. It just doesn't seem relaxing to me. I guess, yeah. and I mean, playing devil's advocate, he can 
he can go out of the house in those so he can do his gallon ice cream at two in the morning run to Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. or whatever else he wants in those shorts but i mean i could see if he wore suits all the time that that's mm-hmm. a, that's a step down you're going from a suit yeah. to a belted i still don't see it i i don't get it <laughs> okay well what what it puts me in mind of is like say this is He's wearing these khakis, and today is the day that they're going to go from from regular khakis to tonight shorts. Okay, he comes home from work. Let's say he's still working at at uh, KCRW. He comes home from work. He sits down with a pair of scissors and just cuts them right off. Doesn't even take the take the pants off and just cuts them off right at the knees. And then just shakes the shakes the trouser legs off of there, and then and then what? You just put your feet up and go. Ah, <laughs> no, that's, that's the business. That's the life. <laughs> what is that? That's not relaxing. What is that? <laughs> is it just that his legs want to be free? Is that is that what it is? Uh, just a little air on your calves. I guess air on your calves is all that's required of, from Andrew for tonight shorts. Just doesn't matter what you're breaking free from in those calves. Just has to be air. <laughs> so then maybe he should just wear shorts all the time. We know that he, d- he can wearing now. shorts. I don't think he's ever worn shorts. Except for at night. Those are not shorts. <laughs> those are not shorts. Those are an abomination, okay? <laughs> so that's got to end. And I've taken steps to end it. Let's just oh. say that. I've taken some steps to that, end. That sounds very the, ominous. <laughs> the Tonight Shorts Reign of Terror. Oh, no. I don't want to know. <laughs> don't, don't implicate me in this. <laughs> well, we have to take a certain amount of responsibility as listeners to TBTL. We, he, he's right. He never lied about the Tonight no. Pants or Tonight he Shorts. He didn't give details. We just never asked. We always assumed that he was a regular human being and would put on some some sweats or some some basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. We projected our tonight pants onto Andrew. He didn't project his onto us. Thank God, because I wouldn't wear belted, cut off khakis ever <laughs> in my life. But but it is our fault. We projected onto him, and we've made him uncomfortable now. So you know, to for this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew. I know you don't listen, Andrew, but I'm sorry. Do you have anything else for uh, Monday? I think I think we've done that. <laughs> I think it's good. All right. Tuesday, 1893. What to expect when you're expecting a podcast. Luke is about to go camping. I guess he went to an adult summer camp mm-hmm. in, was it Wisconsin? I thought, wasn't it in New York? Oh, I'm getting it all confused. I thought the, the all talk adult about- summer camp was like an somewhere in the Midwest. And then the next day he went to a different camp in New York or something. It's, it's all got to be some part of some series of grownups going to summer camp. It seems like. Yeah. And I, I Googled it because that sounds really fun to me, but it's $600. That doesn't sound fun to oh. me anymore. How, for how many days? Three. Uh, uh. That's about what I would expect. Okay. I don't know. Actually, I would expect a little more. But is that booze inclusive? Yeah. I mean, there's some. There there was actually surprisingly a lot. I don't know which one he did specifically, but I just looked up adult summer camp. 
Uh-huh. And there was one for six hundred dollars. It's three days, and that includes everything and open bar. So I guess yeah. Well, I I'm thinking about my days at summer camp when I was a kid and the activities that I enjoyed the most, and thinking about how those would be enhanced or made more dangerous by excessive <laughs> drinking. And the, the things the things that I liked the most were in in order. Uh, number one, I like shooting. Okay. Number two, I liked archery. And number three, I liked sailing, all of which made infinitely more dangerous with excessive mm-hmm. drinking. So uh, sign me up. That's fantastic. <laughs> I I wonder if we if we could go and uh, get a tax write-off or something. I hope so, because I'm, I'm there. Next yeah. summer, I'm there. Let's go somewhere a way cooler than Austin yeah. or or yes. current Seattle. Like Let's it. go somewhere Alaska. in the Arctic Circle yeah. <laughs> next summer for for camp, and I'm down with that. Um, so no, no. Then I guess he was headed to a rock and roll camp the next day. I'm not sure where all. I, mean, I know. I need a I, map. I guess we need. Yeah, we need him to lay all this stuff out because he was just everywhere. And he's this on week a road trip doing, by himself, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 he's all by himself. Yet, I, is there a crew meeting him at every different place or whatever? It was, I don't know. Um, the whole camp thing sounds a lot of fun, like a lot of fun, especially I think for Luke because he missed out on it when he mm-hmm. was a kid. I think he's having a good time on this trip. But the thing about um, Tuesday is they also talked since since Luke was back. They talked about the Friday's quote unquote missed opportunity of talking about the the uh, Supreme Court decision. And there was a lot of negativity on Tuesday's show. It was like it was like an episode of Little Red Bandwagon. It was so it was so negative. <laughs> and negative. What what else are we? We're negative and what else? Cynical. Cynical. Cyn- yeah. Right. It was very cynical and negative, much like an episode of Little Red Bandwagon. And uh, when I was hearing Tuesday's episode, the whole time I was thinking, uh, they're going to have to apologize for this. Not because <laughs> I think they should have to apologize, just because. I know these listeners, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to apologize for the tone of this show. They're not going to, but they're going to get emails. <laughs> I know that's what I just kept saying. Oh, you're going to get emails. I mean, even yeah. I was yep. getting a little mad. Um, I, yeah. I was getting a little, a little angry at at Luke, and I don't, I don't even care about that stuff. Like, I'll never email or, and then I just right. have to say uh, it's a podcast, and they get to have their own opinions. Right. And we, you know, we had, we moved out of negative Berg. So who, who moves in after we move out? You know, it's not our business really, but it was, it was kind of fun just to, as we do this show now and as stuff rolls out of my stupid mouth and I think about, Oh boy, (laughs) that one's going to get me. Now I listen to them thinking, Oh boy. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Oh, You're going to get this 10 times worse than I ever get it, you dummies. Well, and we also Um, record days in advance and can tell Jeremy to cut things out. Sure, (laughs) sure. They they do very little editing. I think they put those uh, commercials in, and that's about the extent of their editing. Right, Right. they have to live with whatever comes out. So uh, what else they talk about? The gay pride drone strike? (laughs) I thought that story was going in a different direction. I didn't know the story when they started it, I thought someone had like taken a drone to a gay parade or something and 
like rammed it into one of the floats or one of the fans or something like it was a hate crime, but it was just a dummy. Yeah. Well, those things are pretty expensive. Uh, Jeremy really wants one. So I have to hear about the different of models. Of course he does. <laughs> of course Jeremy wants a drone. <laughs> of course. Why don't you just, why don't you just get him a unicycle and oh, he knows uh, how to unicycle. <sighs> you won't be surprised. I mean, that's why I always say that him and Luke have so much in common. I, yeah. I, I don't just mean that they like podcasts. I mean, <laughs> it's real. No. Um, so he ha- definitely had the look at me syndrome, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Preacher. He, pre, you know? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so he, he wants a drone. And so I have to hear about all the different models and the different features and have to feign excitement when, or, you know, interest even a little bit. So those, that one that that guy had is probably about $1,500 and he just ran. <laughs> and then of course, Jeremy's that. like, wait, f- there was a free drone somewhere. <laughs> Why well, did he just apologize let, uh, to the person? Well, since I know Jeremy's right there, cause he's always creeping. Um, <laughs> Ask him if those are traceable. Like, can is it like when you ram your car into something and abandon it, and they just come to your house and say, "Hey, fucker, sorry, Aiden." I don't think that they are. They should be. I mean, I think that that's what Andrew said. They they've had to actually create laws where they can't be within um, flight zones because really these things were invented, and any idiot could buy one off the internet or in yeah. What is that store called? Brookstone or whatever where you go and yeah. sit in the massage chairs you can just get one from there and those are actually planes are running into those will the pilot talk to me about it where he said you know <laughs> airplanes are built to i mean it sounds gross but have birds fly into the engines they're not built yeah. to have styrofoam and plastic being thrown in their engines and so it's actually yeah. it could take planes down like commercial jets one of those stupid internet flying things um, so they need to have them registered. They they need to well, be able to trace it. It seems like it seems like these things are mostly unregulated at this point, and maybe they won't even get around to doing a lot of regulation on them. So I think it's up to the citizens. If you see one of these things in the in the sky, do your best to, to bring it, it down, down. citizens. <laughs> well, I'm so cheap that if. If that happened and I had a kite that was about $10 and it flew down <laughs> and it hit someone in the face, I would go over and apologize because I'm not going to let that kite go. Mm-hmm. That's mine. $1,500? Yeah. And he just ran? What an idiot. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty proud of uh, the accuracy of my arm. Um, and and I'm, I'm willing to, you know, do my best to... to Take that thing down with a rock or whatever. You're pretty tall. Whatever's too. You available. Just kind of swat it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, whatever my level best here at uh, in my advancing years, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the citizens. We're bringing those fuckers down. Well, so. another part of it is: Have you ever seen someone flying these? No. Okay, so it's basically like a a remote control car like a RC car but in the sky. Yeah. So now these people are walking around. Oh, and 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 Christy, we all know how how great people are with those cars. <laughs> they certainly don't run them into curbs <laughs> right. or cars or Right. So we saw multiple people. <laughs> we saw we saw multiple people flying those, but what they're doing is they're walking, right? While looking uh-huh. in the air. 
So imagine someone <laughs> flying a kite but walking, and they're not paying attention yeah. to where they're going. Yeah. So there's a bunch of these idiots just looking in the sky, taking over the sidewalk in the street, tripping over themselves with a giant iPad controlling it. Mm. Yeah, we just need to Yeah, and like what if out. their battery runs out or what if what if they they do trip or get pushed or something? They lose control of that thing immediately. Right. I've I don't know. Folks, it's on us. Let's just let's not wait for the Supreme Court to rule on this one. Let's take <laughs> those fuckers down. Uh anything else for Tuesday? Um I'm good. Uh if we want to talk about True Detective, I hate it. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it because I liked the first season, even though it ended yeah. terrible. I love Vince Vaughn so much. Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. um, Rachel McAdams. I love the cast. But the things that Luke and Andrew are pointing out, I just can't get over those. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the writing is the writing is as though someone... The sorry, I'm not putting this right. The writing is as if the person who wrote it has never actually had a conversation with anyone before. Exactly, and I feel that it wants to be edgy. It wants to be like a Twin Peaks or something, but it just can't. It's not intelligent enough to actually. I mean, the fact that the town that Vince Vaughn lives in is Vincy, right there, done. Like someone. <laughs> There's editors, there's people that are advisors on these kinds of shows. There's a lot of money that goes into HBO-created shows. And the fact that someone didn't say, hey, you know, that's a little on the nose. It's like on, did you ever see the movie, um, what was that, Uh, Avatar, where the thing that they were trying to get was called unobtainium? Right, unobtainium, sure. That should Mm -hmm. not have gotten past all those filters. Right. Right, it's like uh, the show, the showrunner, that guy, uh, Pizza Lotto, mm-hmm. which sounds like the greatest thing to ever win in your life, the Pizza Lotto. He, it's like he doesn't. There's no no men left in that. You know, he's in. He's he's Axl Rose in in the late '80s right now. There's <laughs> nobody there who's gonna say, uh, "Hey, uh, uh, Nick, this is uh, uh, you're fired." Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> So he's into the season two now and season one, you know, got such great reviews and, and was such a work of genius that he de- he never has to hear no again. And for some people, that's a problem. It's not a problem for, um, you know, like the creator of The Wire. There's no problem for him. Mm-hmm. But some people, some people need a no. Yes. M. Night Shyamalan. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He needed, he needed a no man from the start. Right. Well, and uh, also, but he, he never had it. Let's go back and I'll watch the season one and see if maybe was it genius or did we all just not mm. know what was going on? Yeah. And it was just so different. Like, oh, it's so edgy and the, the music and the shots were, is so new. Maybe it was all so terrible. Well, all that stuff, all the, um, all the side, stuff anything outside of the dialogue is still working for me the sense of place that they're creating is it's as good as the first season i think and and all the photography and uh, i i don't know i could just watch all the interstitial stuff and you could just keep the dialogue and mm-hmm. just stuff it because it's a it's a cool place it's an awful place mm-hmm. that they're taking us yeah. to but it's pretty fucking cool 
So I give him that. Yeah. He's just not good at um, doing dialogue yeah, or just people not, or not anything else. Good at, yeah. <laughs> right. Not good at actual plot, dialogue, people. <laughs> um, oh, uh, yeah. And does it break your heart that, that uh, Riggins is a homo? Or how do, how's that working? Oh, is he? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he has to take Viagra to, for his girlfriend. And then he makes that makes up some story about, oh, some homo was hitting on me and I almost kicked his ass. Everyone seems to be able to tell that he's he's gay. Oh, I, I didn't. Get and that's that why far. it was so ridiculous that the actress accused him of asking for a blowjob to get out of a ticket. They're like everybody, all the cops are like, Haha, no way that would happen. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it's just me. Uh, Wagoneers, let me know. Uh, if Riggins isn't gay, then let me know. Um, he's pretty fine, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday, 1894, big meaty pause. It, it's coin rolling night over at uh, Andrew's house. Um, I I don't know. There seems to be two holidays a year, or maybe three, at the Walsh household. There's... There's coin rolling night, and then I guess there's sex day and sex day eve. <laughs> Those would be the three Walsh holidays. I mean, I don't want to get in their personal life, but I want to know, does he put the tonight pants on to get Vives in the mood? Yeah, and she has, is that a roll of pennies in your pocket? Yeah. or <laughs> Stack of dimes, perhaps? Uh, boy, you know, um, the, the thing about the coin rolling is I can't believe anybody's still doing that because the, the, the credit union that I go to, you just dump the change in, it spits out a thing and you go put it in your bank account a hundred percent of it. But yeah, interesting. it's right there in the lobby. You just dump the big, I have like a pyroline can or something or no, I used to have one of those. Now it's like a, a giant can that used to hold like a bottle of liqueur and it holds about $300 and change. And yeah, when it fills up, I just take it to the bank, pour it in the thing and put it, put it right in my account. But I guess everyone's not so lucky. Yeah. I've never seen that in a bank. Also, I don't know if hmm. I've been in a bank in years inside of one. <laughs> right. Right. You got to, <laughs> well, Christy, I'm, I'm an older gent. I'm so. surprised you're still allowed in banks actually. <laughs> That's not nice. Is I mean, that nice so, well, to say I, Okay. To me? Let's just think about this. Let's, let's talk this through. So you you uh, went to prison for robbing multiple banks. No one knows the actual number except you and maybe not even you. Um, oh, let, I'll straighten that out right okay. now. The, the statute of limitations is over. Okay. Is, is up. I, I had to admit in open court, plead guilty. No, sorry. I had to plead guilty in open court to seven bank robberies, one in each federal district uh, in which I robbed banks or that they knew I robbed banks. I had to admit in court to 31 others. So I'm on the record for 38. Okay. I did 60. Oh. But the pictures weren't so great back then. So they could only really nail me on 38 of them. So did you go in and say that wasn't me or I'm not going to or I plead the fifth or what happened with that? They they uh they brought everything to my attorney and we looked at it and and there did were Did your attorney know just, how many you actually did? I told him. Okay. Yeah. I told my attorney everything. And um we just looked at him and, and he, he looked at certain ones that eh, they don't they don't have you on these. They don't have you on these. It end, it ended up it wouldn't have really made any difference because the judge was ready to go way outside the guidelines because of how many robberies I did. It was mm-hmm. way off the charts. 
But since I turned myself in, she just gave me the top of the guidelines. And then did it, did the actual amount you stole count in any of that? Or is it just the act? Like if you got $10 or you got $45,000, it didn't matter. Uh, no, the, none of that, none of that mattered. The money didn't, didn't matter. It's just the crime. Okay. So you, you robbed all these banks and mm-hmm. you serve your time and then you get out and you're not allowed to vote and you're not allowed to own a weapon. I think you're not allowed to be a hairstylist. Like there's certain licensing that you can't get in some mm-hmm. states, but you can go into a bank again. <laughs> this doesn't yeah. seem right. <laughs> yeah. And I've put together a pretty good streak at this point of going into banks without robbing them. So <laughs> not to brag. But you know what I mean? Like it seems it, it seems weird that they take away your, your basic rights as a citizen to participate in the political uh, system. Yeah. But you can go into the very place that you terrorized. <laughs> you cannot you cannot make laws, strong enough laws, that will actually keep an elderly gent such as myself out of a bank, um, uh, away from the early bird specials. <laughs> you know, there are certain inalienable rights. For us older folks. So. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> so, uh, Andrew has, he, I, I, this sounds like a really terrible idea. He's going on vacation to, to Cleveland, which, you know, he has family there, so mm-hmm. it's not as terrible as it sounds on its surface. But they're, Veeves is excited and they're going to the, whatever the version of Six Flags or whatever is Cedar there. Point. The Cedar Point, which I, like it is not the... Six Flags. This is its own thing, the Cedar Point. Okay. Tell me about it. it. So Andrew's talked about it a little bit, but this is the place where when roller coaster designers, I'm sure they have some kind of official name, want to design the bigger, the best, the newest, the craziest thing. You know, you're standing on one foot while one arm is suspended above you. And you're going 150 miles an hour. That's where they go. That's where they test it. That's where they build it. And then what happens Who is... Who wants to be part of a t- roller coaster test? <laughs> I, know, right? I don't want to be part of a <laughs> test. So anyone who's a roller coaster enthusiast, and yes, that is a thing, they know uh-huh. Cedar Point. They go there to see what the newest thing is. And then what happens is someone in Japan spies on it and makes it one mile per hour faster or one foot higher Mm -hmm. so that they they get the world record but it's always cedar point that that wins and when andrew played that the audio clip of the roller coaster going up i had a flashback of instantly being on that roller coaster that specific one that one at cedar Mm -hmm. point are you a roller coaster enthusiast i went there um i kind of i was in detroit for a month and the person I was staying with was a, is a huge roller coaster enthusiast. So they took me. It's a couple hours away, the Sandusky. And the wooden roller coaster, which he's talking about, it's the largest and the oldest wooden roller coaster. And See, oldest is not a selling point <laughs> for me. But I don't want to be on the front end of it, on the testing part of it, and I don't want to be on the oldest end yeah. of it. You can if, put me somewhere in the middle where something's been working for a while and yeah. it's not too old. If you're going to go on roller coasters, you definitely want to go 
at Cedar Point because they're very well managed. You're not going to go to, you know, some mall, you know, mall parking lot where carnies between meth hits are putting together mm -hmm. the, the stuff. Uh, so this roller coaster is pretty amazing. It doesn't go upside down. It goes fast, but not the fastest, you know, and it overlooks, like he said, the lake. You can see up to Canada. It's so tall. You can see your car and you just pause there at the top and you just know it's going to be crazy and terrible. And so I went on that one and mostly what I would do is go look at it at the roller coaster and say, okay, well, I'm not doing that because it goes upside down at 80 miles an hour or there's this huge drop. So I think I went on three roller coasters, one, the wooden structure, because you kind of have to, and then two that I didn't know. Because that's, that's the signature one. That's the one that people right. ask you about exactly. if you, they know you've been to Cedar Point. And just the view from it is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Can but, you see Andrew's above ground pool and his miles of frisbees <laughs> from the top of the... I was wondering. I mean, I didn't know him at the time. And I was like, well, look at that kid. He has, you know... <laughs> hey, he has a dune buggy. He was riding a dune buggy over frisbees. Look at dad bro over there and yeah. his, little, uh, his little bearded kid. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like him where... I always was a little cautious about rides, but now I wouldn't go on any of those. Not even the, the right. one. Even rides at Disneyland, I'm like, eh, I'll skip it. Well, let me talk about that because this is a phenomenon that I've experienced as well. When I was a kid, I I wouldn't say I was an enthusiast, but I would go on whatever rides and enjoy them. And I could climb up on roofs and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I... I wasn't afraid of heights at all and would climb rocks and all this shit. And as I've gotten older with every passing year, I've gotten more scared of all that stuff. And I like to call it the chickening. And <laughs> I've talked to other people that this has happened to. Um, th there are rare people that get a little braver as they get older. You know, if you're lucky, you're exactly the, the same amount of brave that you were when you were a kid. But like now when I'm up somewhere where I could potentially fall off or what's, what's weird. The sick part of it is that I think I'll jump off of heights. Mm -hmm. I think I'll have some irrational moment and jump off. And you know, it's of course it's an irreversible decision. So um, I just have gotten to be a way bigger chicken as I've gotten older. Have you experienced that? I've always kind of been a chicken. I more like to talk people into doing things like, oh, that's, you <laughs> oh, should God, probably do that. But <laughs> I think it's a sense of when, especially men are young, they just are, they're invincible in their head. And now mm -hmm. you're getting up there and you have a sense yep. of mortality. You don't want to drive a hundred miles an hour on the freeway. You don't have to have a car that goes super fast or go on these rides or jump out of a tree or try to outdo each other. It doesn't matter anymore. Now you just want to live past 50. Yeah. And you start thinking a lot more about your physical comfort and, and right. why shouldn't I be comfortable? Yeah. If I've I break my it. hip, that would really <laughs> not be fun. <laughs> when you were talking about how, how the Japanese uh, would steal the, the ideas and the technology, mm -hmm. I, I immediately thought, well, I was putting myself in the position of getting onto one of these Japanese roller coasters and going, 
Well, this is this is for a much smaller person. I, I'm not going to. This is really uncomfortable. <laughs> they I'm, haven't taken me. I need an American sized roller coaster. <laughs> if I'm going to go on a roller coaster, I need to be able to stretch my long legs out. This is right. not cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a gradual, but it's definitely been a chickening over my lifetime. I, I plan to become an even bigger chicken in my uh, in my golden years. Well, I think now you think of like um, a cook. When you pick co, sorry co, sorry. Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> now you think of copays and how much that's going to cost and how much downtime <laughs> you're going to have and how right. much painkillers right. that don't work anymore are go- are going to take mm-hmm. and the toll that it's going to take on your body that might be irreversible. The word deductible always gets in my head <laughs> right. real fast. Right. <laughs> it's always at the forefront. Of every conversation. Oh, how much is the de- deductible there? Yeah. Oh, damn. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, so, so Wednesday, um, Stubot was co-hosting. Um, sorry, I didn't mention that. They did, uh, Andrew did apologize a little bit for the tone of the previous day's show. Uh, I think probably he did a lot more of it in private, but uh, on the show, Stubot was on and he was really upset by the the purebred dog name <laughs> do you remember what that name was I, I didn't even write it down it was sophie banana hammock crumpet eater <laughs> and andrew was trying to play like yeah that's upsetting when people give their pets oh, over elaborate names <laughs> did you he he very much got out of the situation when when Stu asked if he had if he had pets and he's like, yeah, I have, I yeah. have a couple cats. Let's, sure. Let's change the subject. No one needs to ask about, let's not let them ask what their names are. Isn't it like, uh, it's Professor it's Bananas. Like, uh, what's the other one? Sir Henry bot or something. Arthur Murray. No. Henry I'm, Higgins. I know for sure that it, one is Professor Somebody's Bananas. getting really mad out there right now. There's cat people out there who, <laughs> know these cold and they're just getting yeah. mad so yeah it's henry something or other and professor bananas and and he managed to not no. not trot those out so uh because i think he could sense that Stu was like losing his shit over the <laughs> over how stupid those well names. especially someone from the midwest first of all you don't really name animals because they're usually your food in a week so there's mm-hmm. that and and then <laughs> And then to have this three first, middle, and last name for a pet, I, I'm sure that this would drive Stu. It would have just shut Stu down if he said, oh, and what are their names? And he's like, Professor Bananas. He would have had to do a lot of backpedaling. Well, Professor Bananas is an okay name, just not Sophia Banana Hammock <laughs> Crumpet Eater. Like, <laughs> I, If I were Stu and Andrew had said, what his cat's names were. I would have been sure that Andrew was fucking with me. I would have been sure that it was a, a joke. If Andrew were that kind of guy to, to, to do that to a person, but he's clearly not. So they had John Moe on and uh, he's on to talk about his Adventure Time podcast. And what, what struck me is... Uh, Someone's doing a podcast about another show. I mean, fucking Come on. get a life, dude. What an idiot. 
would do that? <laughs> Ugh. It's just embarrassing. I thought for for him. But seriously, uh, do you, are you an Adventure Time fan? I I'll tell you how I'm a fan. The show is a uh, eleven to twelve minutes long, and Ellie likes. Or do I say her name? Oh, um, Ellie likes it, so we can get a lot of stuff done in that eleven minutes. We say we'll put put a show oh. on. We can brush her hair, get her dressed, and she's just like a zombie to the world. And if mm-hmm. you go to a 30-minute show, it's a little bit longer. And so you can't – then then you're sitting through it where we can just – you know. So I like the that it's 11 to 12 minutes long. I know that when it first came out – That's a strong recommendation, uh, Christine. <laughs> Parents out there. <laughs> can, can we quote you on the on – the, the billboard ads, sure. it's at least 11 to 12 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. I know that... It's definitely a show that somebody made. <laughs> it's one of those shows that that definitely appeals more to adults. Kids can watch it uh-huh. and... I've, I've seen enough of it to know it. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Yeah. And the first season that came out, there was an episode where the main character turns into a girl. Every character is reversed. And that year, every every lady I know that is into that kind of cartoon, kind of uh, alternative cartoons or whatever, play dressed up like that for Halloween. I had at least I, five. That's a possible on my show Facebook. idea that we we switch genders for a show. Oh. That would be a pretty cool show. Okay. If only to see Pape in a dress. Okay. Oh, we're gonna even dress like it. Okay. Well, I'd be I mean, Pape is. I'm okay. not going to. <laughs> That's how he rolls. So yeah. it was his idea. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, good show. And that, that podcast is actually pretty good, too. So I'm not going to not going to hate on that. Um, did you have anything else for Wednesday? Um, I do not. All right. Thursday, 1895. It takes a lot to make a clunker. Stubot is back. Uh, engineer Jimmy Owens uh, sits in for a very uncomfortable game show segment um, where he knew exactly nothing about any of the movies or taglines <laughs> that Andrew was bringing up. How did you Stubot do? Stubot knew most of it. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I was driving when I was listening to that, so I wasn't like keeping score on myself. I think I might have gotten – one and a half or two because mm-hmm. they were giving a half point for a steal. And I think I was able to steal one. And then the other, I think one or two of them that I just knew right off the bat without any mm-hmm. hints. Um, how about you? I did really well. And I am crazy about trivia and I'm very competitive. So I was actually yelling out the answers as if it was mm-hmm. actual competition because they didn't get any of them. Um, there were a couple that <laughs> could have gone either way, but when he started to give hints, I got. But I'm just yeah. like Andrew in in two ways. One, I would have definitely stayed up late night, well into the night, into the morning, early morning, studying taglines. Right. I would have been all right. over that. I would have known all the websites. I would have looked up all the IMDb's. I would have tried to get into Andrew's mind of the kind of movies that he would have picked. And it would have uh-huh. been so terrible. And number two, I like to write trivia and it's always too hard. 
I did mm-hmm. one recently for my friend's baby shower, and I thought, oh, these are there's these are going to be easy. These are softball questions, and people just looked at me and stared at me and just laughed and said, we have no idea. Christy, people are stupid. That's people true. are very stupid. Um, you need to keep that in mind when you're coming up with quizzes. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is is that the people that aren't stupid then think you're stupid exactly. for your stupid trivia questions. Well, and the worst so part you're is... you're kind of stuck. You're you know, kind of stuck on that one. With mine, um, I asked the mother, my friend, what her 10 favorite TV shows are and then used only those and she still was stumped. Oh, no. <laughs> so, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Because I was looking at this quiz and I kept going, oh, this is too easy. I would be annoyed if I was taking this quiz because I would just rip through it and win all the prizes, which is the case all all on d- bridal showers and all those crappy things where they have trivia. I actually have to, I, you know, like mentally put one arm behind my back to play <laughs> to play mm-hmm. versus people. And I still usually. So win. You, you don't walk away with all the like uh, uh, dildo candles. Yeah. And, and well, all the, I usually all the... do. I just have. I mean, right now I'm looking <laughs> at three prizes from different various showers that I've uh-huh. won that I don't like. I don't like candles and all that girly stuff. Yeah. I had to buy presents for this this shower. And I said, so I'm basically going to go into a store and everything I hate. I'll just buy one of each. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. You should next time before you do that, ask Joellen McCauley about that because she's a big Yankee Candle fan, and she can she can oh. tell you all the stuff that people like yeah, at Yankee Candle. Yeah, that's a whole store that I hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smells smells terrible in there. It it, it smells like your grandma's bathroom blew up. Oh, it's the worst. Um, what else we got on uh, Thursday? Andrew bought some razors. Oh, this is when they had a conversation about uh, Jail Dude and the Nice Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, Stu was talking about he had appeared on our show or taped with us a couple nights previous. And, and they talked about his experience on our show. And, and uh, Andrew was uh, – they actually made a nice delineation. And we should start using this more so even than, than Jail Dude and Nice Lady. They talked about the mean show, the nice show and the mean show. Yeah. How on Saturday we put out a nice show with a nice guest and we talk nice about things that have happened on the show in the past. And then on Monday, it's the mean show where we do nothing but criticize Andrew and his and belted everyone. Tonight, tonight. Andrew right? and everyone, the fans really. Of the show. Really. I don't know why anyone listens. <laughs> yeah. I, we like I mean, to make it. This is our show. Maybe it's for you and, and for us show. is what it should be. <laughs> Right, right. Saturday shows for you. Yeah. That's for you. Monday show not for you. Yeah. For us. Um, they did the uh, Colin Cowherd Harbaugh interview, and I have to say, I mean, I, I, I don't like Jim Harbaugh, but he's completely blameless. Oh yes, for this jackassery. Colin Coward. I'm embarrassed that Colin Coward's from the state of Washington. I'm very embarrassed about it. I was waiting for Jim I to wish just stop talking about it. To go off in a way just like you're an idiot and just throw throw the headphones and walk away, but he didn't. That that's normal yeah. Harbaugh in you know, behavior. And he, he was perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Um one thing that, that I've found is when someone is losing their shit. If someone is starting to act crazy, 
just just get saner. Get more mm-hmm. You talk quieter normal. and Be- act saner. It's an old lawyer because trick. Because <laughs> it, highlights, it highlights their craziness and... You you will come off so much better. Just just be quiet. Just hmm, interesting. Well, as they start to lose their their crap, and that's why Harbaugh came off well at that mm-hmm. thing for me. I was imagining him sitting sitting there in his his tonight pants with no shirt and just um, listening to Colin Coward just blow as hard as he. Ugh, I fucking hate <laughs> that guy so much. I can't even express it. Um, anything else for uh, Thursday? No, I'm good on that. All right. Friday, 1896. Adam and Steve and Brandy. <laughs> Luke's in New York City. Um, He was at Lake Chautauqua the previous day, I guess, and he was headed to Buffalo. Uh, why was he riding in a car with a poet? Who was driving? Were they getting a car? I, I guess I missed the front end of that. Why Why was he going to be in a car with They were sending a car poet? service. So the poet was the speaker at the camp. Oh, oh, the camp was arranging their transportation. Mm -hmm. They didn't really have anything to do with each other. Okay, gotcha. What kind of a camp has a poet speak? An adult camp that costs $600. Hmm. Yeah, I'll pay $700. No poets. (laughs) (laughs) I like the poet free package, please. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, How much for no poet? Is there a no poet camp? Sorry. <laughs> Nothing against poetry, folks, but it's, you know, this is drinking camp. Right. Maybe maybe a limerick, you know, maybe a sea chanty or something, but not, not a poet. I po- want drunk camp. I don't want poet camp. <laughs> right. Right. I come out here to get away from poets. <laughs> My whole life is poems. I need a break. <laughs> right. Uh, Luke was talking about his alone behavior. He was going to be alone in Buffalo and, and he chose not to take any of our, uh, junior producer, Bobby Pape's recommendations for dining out or socializing and just get off on his own. And I, all I saw was a bunch of pictures of like buildings and, um, he was posting stuff on Twitter and uh, gosh, I don't even know if he has Instagram, but I saw some stuff that he posted. It just seemed like he was wandering around. He really could have used the advice from Bobby, you know, maybe go get a garbage plate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like go to I a said in our, or something, but... our chat is that what happens is that Luke walks around, he forgets to feed himself. Then he ends up getting a, <laughs> a, a thawed pizza that he throws onto the rack in a, in a crazy hotel room. Or, sure, he gets he yeah. eats himself a melted pizza. Right. Yeah, what you always have, always check the box, folks. The melting instructions are right there. <laughs> You'll never have to worry about how to melt a pizza again because it's right there. It's, just pay attention. Um, the the tor- the top story was about the bubble wrap. Bubble wrap, as we know it, is going away. I've noticed that it's been going away. We get those weird pillows. Mm-hmm. In a lot of the packages we get here, Emily is, you know, Amazon Prime, so it's constant stream of bullshit packages to mm-hmm. the door. And yeah, the the bubble wrap has been going away. Uh, those pillows, though, I got to say, the dogs don't like them as much as they like the bubble wrap. So you know what I can that's just, see That's go just away? the dog's two cents. Those packing peanuts, those need to go away. 
bubble wrap, whatever. But those packing peanuts, I work for a promotional marketing company and we got these water bottles that we were giving out with our company name on them. And they were in a box. The, the actual water bottle was in a box, which was then packed in a box, which was then covered in packing peanuts <laughs> in another box wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And and this was a plastic water bottle? Or? No, it was glass, but still just the box okay, that it gotcha. came in wrapped around the body of the water bottle would have been enough. It was a very sturdy box and it was tight in there. There was no moving that thing in around in it. And getting rid of those packing peanuts was the bane of my existence for two days. I could, because they fly yeah. everywhere. They just fly. They keep, well, can't it, keep it, them. It, it's when they get crushed too. Yes. Or, or shaved. Sweeping or, it up. That's when it gets. As soon as you get a broom, yeah. it all flies into the air. It's, it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those get to, those get to live on. Yeah. Exactly. Where's the justice? No justice, no peace on the packing peanuts. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, speaking of plastic, uh, the clip of the week this week was suggested by Kelly in Maple Valley, and it's about Luke's one of Luke's secret obsessions. Jeremy, can you play this clip, please? We had a, a microwave uh, when I was a kid. First of all, when we got a microwave, I really thought that the Burbank family ship had friggin' come in. <laughs> and it was because my Uncle Mike worked at um, a, a store called um, – well, first it was called Jaffco. And then I think it was I, – I, I forget what they changed, what Jaffco became. I honestly think it might have just been called Best, not Best Buy. I think it might have mm-hmm. been called like it changed its name to something else. But it was like a big kind of electronics and other things store, but they had a scratch and dent section, and uh, so he basically found this microwave and told my folks about it. They bought this microwave for cheap. I think the back was like stoved in. My dad oh, did some okay. you know some pounding out of the uh, of the of the bent uh, you know metal of the back of this microwave. Anyway. We set this thing up. My dad built a special cabinet for it. I mean, this was a huge event in our families getting this microwave. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was there for years. And, you know, uh, one day, I don't know why I was staring at it, but the whole thing had just not like – That's good, by the way. Just I was just staring. You know, yeah. I was just a young kid staring directly into the microwave yeah. for hours. <laughs> That's right. Just watching things cook. Yeah, just I was just microwaving some glow sticks <laughs> and um, with the door open. Uh-huh. So I uh, I I noticed that there was in the corner because and the whole thing had had sort of a layer of we didn't grow up in like our house I have to say I have to give my mom credit I give her a lot of crap but we didn't grow up in like a the house was pretty clean mostly I think because my sisters realized that the best way to stay on my mom's good side was for them to clean the house thoroughly so they did but I don't want to give the impression that the house was like some kind of a hoarder situation but some amount of mm-hmm. dust had settled on the microwave. And I looked up in the corner. I just saw a little loose something. And I was like, what's that? And I realized, oh, my God, that's the corner of a plastic mm-hmm. cover. And I peeled it off. And the entire door was the shiniest, most pristine thing you'd ever seen in your life. And I may have had my first orgasm. I was, <laughs> I was about to say, a lot of people can't pinpoint the, the exact <laughs> moment they entered puberty. Yeah. But you can't. I that's mean, that was, it was like a borderline sexual experience for me. It was so <laughs> satisfying. And I've been just... Just been chasing that dragon, <laughs> but see the thing is, I don't have the self discipline. Like I, um, 
I bought uh, – oh, this – actually, this little thing that I use to connect to you on the show, this little wireless hotspot that I use, it came with a, a big you know, a, a, a plastic cover on it. And the thought went through my mind, leave it on, bro, and in like two years, you're just going to have quite an experience. And uh, then I thought, I can't. I have to pull it off right now, and I did. I don't have yeah. the self-discipline to wait on this kind of stuff. I don't share this particular obsession. I live with somebody who does. Emily, not only does she love like things that come in the mail that have tears, you know, like um, when you get a a, a check in the mail, mm-hmm. like from AT and T or whatever, and you get, you have to do those tears on the top and bottom. She's obsessed with that. She gets upset if I do it ever, even if it's addressed to me. She wants to do the tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the peeling of the the plastic. She leaves that stuff on too. And I guess, like Luke, waits for it to get filthy or something. Yeah. Do you do this? Uh, mostly I do it because I don't realize or care that it's there. Mm-hmm. And then, But it is pretty satisfying when a year later, I just did this with my keyboard at work. I was like, what is that little piece right there? And then pulled it off. <laughs> and it's like you have a new device. It's a, it's a whole new thing. I I think it's somehow related to like her obsession with like skin conditions. Yeah, and, I was gonna say know. it. It's like peeling a sunburn. Yeah, yeah. It, it the same the same thing is at work in in both things. It's just a it's just a th- the thrill of the the peel. I guess. Yes. Ugh. I it doesn't it doesn't none of it none of it works for me. But um. But as soon as he started talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. I, I know a person with this affliction, but it must be pretty common. Uh, in, in, and he talked about uh, it got kind of sexy because he was talking about how some he got his new hotspot device, and and he was talking to himself saying, "Leave it on, bro, leave it on," but he couldn't, you know, like when you're trying to trying to keep yourself, you know, from, but you just can't stop, and you just plow through, and poor guy, he. He said, I think he said his, his first orgasmic experience was peeling that microwave, peeling, peeling the top of, of the, uh, the skin off that microwave mm-hmm. when it got filthy at his house. Well, we all have our thing, you know, who am I to judge? <laughs> Maybe they should come up with things with multiple, like a, a post-it kind of. Yes. I, well, you know, they do have that for some products. They really do. Um, I, it's, I'm blanking on it right now, but I've seen products marketed that have like 10 of those things. So oh. you never really have to clean it. You just gets filthy and you peel it off, which sounds like, you know, great for people like Emily and Luke, but, uh, the, the guacamole with peas, let's skip over that. I need to get your opinion. They had a long discussion on, on polyamory. I think it was mostly in the, in the context of, you know, the gay marriage mm-hmm. slippery slope marry a dog, marry 10 women, marry five guys, whatever. Um, are, how do you feel about polyamory? Do you know any polyamorous people? And, and how do you feel about, uh, them being included under the, under the marriage tent, legal marriage tent? I Well, first of all, the, the whole slippery slope kind of argument where next you'll marry your dog no, we don't go there because it's not a consenting adult, and that's the main the mm-hmm. the main rule that it needs to be stuck by. I don't understand 
why polygamy is illegal um i i watched big love i don't understand why that would be i mean you have contributing adults and even luke's argument about well only one should be covered by health insurance i i understand that but yet someone can have a bunch of kids and they'll they'll all be covered i I, yeah yeah only covering one with health insurance i mean if you have several wives there's a good chance that that there will be multiple pregnancies going on so um you need to uh everyone needs to be covered yeah i mean if you're gonna do that i don't i don't see anything wrong with it yes there's there's traditionally in the mormon church they had a long time ago that polygamy was practice and it would be a case of an older man finding young women young yeah, being not even yeah. of consenting age and taking them on right. as wives that, that's that's a thing hanging over the whole thing that that's, is that's completely the different. context that hangs over this whole the whole concept it's, right it it sucks <laughs> yeah that part of it fucking sucks I am for it. I think you should do whatever you want as an adult, if, as long as you're not harming someone. What I do, I do agree with Andrew, though, is that there shouldn't be tax breaks for married people, just as I don't believe there should be tax breaks for people with children. Because if you have children, you're using more of the resources and not less. So why would you get to have a tax break of I don't even know what it is three thousand three to five thousand dollars per kid mm-hmm. I guess I don't know what it is yeah an, but they an, use the public exem- schools an exemption yeah they use the public schools mm-hmm. they use the roads more they they suck up more of the resources than a single person does why do they get more benefit well I I, I think it's a it's a big picture thing um, like governments need to ensure that they're their populations are steady or continue to at some rate of growth or oh, I totally agree. at the very worst. I agree with stagnate, schools. you know, but I just okay. think that I don't, I'm not saying I shouldn't have to pay taxes. I I'm for it. I, I will pay. My oh no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the schools. I, oh. I'm talking about um, people. The government does. I don't want to say it's their role, but I, I think the reason that, that families get tax breaks and, and you get breaks on your kids is because um, in big picture, families, stable families, two dads, two moms, mother, father, whatever it is, uh, these are these are the building blocks of a stable country. Um if everybody's just out there doing their thing, I, th- I think the thinking is that the things fall apart more easily. So I, I just think most most countries, most advanced countries want to encourage people to form families and form bonds and so that we're all caring about each other and we're all in it together. I don't know if I agree with extending it financially, but I, I agree with the sentiment that families being together coming together being together and staying together is a good thing um at polyamory i i hadn't even thought thought that one through polygamy i hadn't thought it through i i agree you know that it has a very distasteful past and that's what Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to that's what they're facing is the stigma of how it has been executed in the past because i think there are a lot of people that are polyamorous and and would like to be polygamous at this point that are perfectly normal healthy people 
but uh, it may be a while. Yeah, and I agree with Andrew um, when he was saying, uh, you know, LGBT people don't choose that. They are born that way, and so they should have equal rights. But Mm -hmm. um, polyamory is a choice, is a life choice. I don't think that we should discriminate against it. I don't think that there there should be laws against um, consulting it, consenting adults being in loving relationships, however they choose that to mm-hmm. be. But I I don't think that it should be equated in the same breath or the same. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'll I'll walk with you on this one because I you've thought about it more than I have, and and you make sense to me. Um, do you have anything else for the week? Anything else for Friday or? Uh, I don't. Let me see. All right. Well, uh, then let's uh, keep some house. What do we have? Okay. Um, we are again having the meetup, the LRB meetup on July 11th at the Irishman. And I just have to announce, I will be a little late to this because I forgot about my family. I forgot about my family's annual Mariners game. We normally have it at a day game in August, and this time it's a night game in July. And I it just fell off my radar. I will be there, which means I will win the party, which is my family's way of saying <laughs> I will be the last one there because I'm going oh, to be Christy. a little late. But still come. Christy. All The Wagoneers are amazing people. And also, I think I said this at the other show, but DJ, it will not be coming. And so... I, I personally think that he's scared of Jen's checks mix and he doesn't want to be beaten at his own game, mm-hmm. literally at his own game. And so he's backed out. So he will not be there. Oh, man. I I had lined up the Guinness World Record people for the tastiest <laughs> check mix. They were, they were going to be there. Hopefully uh, Jen will Alton still Brown bring was going to be there. He was going to do a, a Good Eats episode. <laughs> I can't believe we have to call all this I off. I know, I know. But I think Jen is still planning to bring hers. So if you've tried DJ's, okay. you can try Jen's and and do a memory taste. Or you know, if he if he really isn't scared of the challenge, because he he goes on and on about how he's not scared of the challenge, he could mail me some mm-hmm. or bring me some in mm. beforehand, and we could do the challenge without him. Yeah, yeah. DJ, get on that. Come on now. <laughs> What else you got? Did we we got something? We got a uh, we voicemail. Got a, we finally got a voicemail. We got a voicemail from the Washingtons. Jeremy, go ahead and play that now. Did you guys seriously cat roll us? Yeah, I heard that, and I am not pleased. But Kelly, by the way, Washington calling from Rocket Barn Grill in Old Town Alexandria. Hold on one second. Okay, we are now on speakerphone with a uh, fellow Washington. Yeah, we're here at Rocket Grill, the coolest, hottest bar yeah. in Old Town. Yeah, they have a commercial that goes sing karaoke at Rocket Grill, and so we're we're hanging out, watching baseball. It's an after in a safe situation, so I'm a little on edge, but we'll be all right. It's intense. It's an intense scenario going on here. It's like us and like a bunch of like middle-aged men. Kelly was bringing about her ability to imitate Bruce Springsteen, and I'm trying to get her to do it right now. I <laughs> really she will not. Um, I mean, I might. I don't know. I don't have enough alcohol in me. Let's <laughs> we'll call back. 
I had a plan, was a big baseball fan back in high school. That's all I'm doing. I can't do it anymore. We can't do it anymore. All right. Well, no, it was terrible. It was really bad. Um, we love you guys. Christy and Mike, you guys are awesome. Uh, looking forward to listening to the next episode. So, yeah. Well, and oh, well, I guess we should sign off. I don't know how to do that. Uh, we could say goodbye. I thought we could be like a good luck to all. How about that? The DC 10s. <laughs> They're having a How lot How drunk more were they? <laughs> How drunk are you? A lot to vary is what they were. <sighs> I don't understand. When they were talking about a cat roll, I don't get it. They got cat rolled? I don't, I don't know. It's because, we, we don't cat roll people. Well, it's, you know why. It's, we, we changed our outgoing voicemail <laughs> on that day when we talked about cat rolls. So we should probably change it back or not. I like it. I just didn't remember what they were saying. I actually had to call the line to see what they were talking uh-huh. about. <laughs> well, if you have any suggestions on our, our outgoing message, whatever you want us to um, put on there, uh, we have a suggestion box. It's at uh, robertpape.com. Just go there and leave it in the suggestion box and we will use it. So appreciate that, guys. Uh, how to get involved. Other than that, littleredbandwagon.com, Facebook, if you want to see the 15th consecutive post of the Wet Hot American Summer um, <laughs> trailer, go to the Stens page and wade through that uh, morass of bullshit, or go to our page, uh, the the Little Red Bandwagon page. It's nice. It's a nice neighborhood. You'll like it. It was before it turned all ghetto. You know, we're in that we're in that honeymoon phase. Personal Twitter's at Drew McFrizz at Kissy Eyes K I S S I E Y E S. Christy Wise Kissy Eyes at Joyce Dealer. That's my wife, and she is funny. So uh, at R L Pape and at Dadstronaut. Those are our producers. Email us at LittleRedBandwagon at gmail dot com. Voicemail or text eight zero two four three two T B T L eight zero two four three two eight two eight five. Uh, just today, the Takedown Podcast is no more. Our finale went out over the uh, feed this morning, and I feel good about it. It uh, it really it really uh, wrapped us up in style. We we bagged on all our listeners. They bagged on us, and it was just a hate filled hour and a half to two hours. So uh, if you're if you haven't listened to Takedown in the past, don't listen to that one because the negativity train is uh, it's <laughs> it, it was. It's, Going about a hundred miles an hour into a hairpin turn. It it was really lacking on the Christy on that episode, but I think you guys will get over it. Yeah, we were Christy light on that, <laughs> uh, mainly because uh, my my co-host Matt, I don't trust him to be nice anymore <laughs> to anybody. So you're saving my so feelings. Couldn't 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 have Christy on. So uh, what's going on at Nerd Out Loud, Mike? It's going to be an interesting episode. There were there was some fighting. There were some tears. There were a lot of angry tweets that came out of this episode. I saw those tweets. <laughs> I saw those tear-soaked tweets. The fighting continued into the next day. Um, oh. But you know what was good about this one is that I could literally tell Jeremy to go back to the tape and listen to what was said. <laughs> oh, right. It's kind of right. nice it's fighting a classic a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. we talk sure. about the... Uh, about equal equal marriage in all different aspects. We talked to someone who was against it because uh, he believes in states' rights versus 
versus federal rights. We talked to someone who's against it because he's a hating person that disguises it in Christianity. And then we talked to a gay affirming, <laughs> a gay affirming pastor from Boise, Idaho that ties it up in a nice bow. And I just, if I went to church, I would go to church and I just want to send this guy all my money <laughs> because he was so yeah. great. And then we haven't recorded the front and the back end because I just, I couldn't even stand to talk about it anymore oh, yeah. because it was so, it was so terrible. So, but yeah. this will be, this is coming out today. This is coming out today. So listen to that. Okay. And then we've been trying to get a vegan on to talk about why they're vegan for over a month and they keep canceling. And I didn't even know it was possible to be a vegan and not talk about it nonstop. So, well, the thing is you guys, you guys, you guys tape, uh, at like nine or 10 no, o'clock we'll, at we'll night. And I don't think there's any vegan that has the strength to <laughs> stay up. Stay up past that six. Late. We'll record whenever. I mean, Jeremy can actually do it when he's at work and he's done that before. Mm -hmm. We will record whenever, maybe they don't have the strength to just say I'm a vegan. And so should you like that, like anything over that. So mm -hmm. if anybody knows a vegan that wants to talk about it, why, I mean, we've seriously had three people cancel on us. Say they're going to do it and then cancel. Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that, yeah, you're right. That is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess they, they usually like to just shame people on Facebook. Yeah. They don't want to get on a right. podcast right. and, and try to, try to shame us. Hmm. All right. Well, um, I don't think I had anything else today. So, uh, I finally woke up. Good morning. <laughs> me too, me too. I'm ready for some bacon pancakes. Speaking of vegan. Yes. <laughs> Making bacon pancakes. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Until then, this is the next party. And go with God. <laughs> that was just, that was for old times. That, that was a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Jen's gotten enough love lately. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it.